Welcome to the South Bims U podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about paradoxes. Actually, it's contradictions. We're going to talk about the benefit of contradiction. Ah, right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yes, that, that was our guest, Flora DeWalt, the author of a new book, Say No to Certainty, which celebrates the role of contradiction in our lives. And paradoxes. Right. And paradoxes. And opposites. Opposites. Opposing opinions to your own. Right, right. Well, Flora is on the board of a number of companies and she has an interesting title. Chief Contradictory Officer, or CCO. Isn't a CCO a Chief Commercial Officer? Sometimes I like to call myself a Chief Paradox Officer. A CPO? Yes, though that's increasingly being used as a Chief People Officer. Well, I've not heard of that board position. It's a board member who focuses on the human resources function and ensures that the people within a company are valued and nurtured to attract and retain talent. That kind of thing. And now there's a Chief Purpose Officer too, isn't there? Yes, that's the latest buzzword in the business world. Every organisation has to have purpose, a mission, a philosophy, a strategic view of its brand in terms of its authenticity and consistency. So that's a CPO too? It is. I sit around a big boardroom table with an alphabet soup of business leaders. So what's your role? To contradict them. To point out the paradoxes in the business strategy and the marketplace. To oppose their ideas for the sake of opposing them. And to ensure that they understand what those opposing views are and why they might even be valid. So really your job is to argue with everyone? In a nutshell, yes. And why is that important? Well, let me ask you, why isn't it important? I don't know. You do? You just haven't thought about it. Think about it. What's the problem we're trying to solve here? Is there a problem? Yes, the fact that you don't understand the value of contradiction. But I'm asking you the questions. Why are you asking me the questions? Well, because this is the South Mims U podcast. What's the point of the podcast? To uh, entertain and inform our listeners. And are they entertained and informed? Well, I suppose so. I mean, we have quite a few regular listeners. How do you know they like the podcast? Well, some of them tell us they do. Do they mean it? Are they mostly friends and colleagues and merely saying they like it because they want to be kind? Well, that's a bit cynical, isn't it? It's realistic. When was the last time you listened to or read something by a person you work with or know, or are even close to? You told them you loved it, just to be polite. Well, I don't think that's relevant. Why isn't it relevant? Because we're not talking about me, we're talking about you. No, we're talking about the uses of contradiction. OK, so, sure, sure. I've, I've done that myself, yes. Yes, I've told people things are good when they're not. I mean, we've all done that. There's nothing unusual about being kind, is there? Exactly. You're agreeing with me? Yes. You've accepted that perhaps some of the praise this podcast gets is not really sincere. It's polite. It's all part of how people get along with each other. Right, so sometimes you agree with the person you're talking to then? I often agree. Contradiction is not disagreeing for the sake of it. Well, I thought it was. You suggested that it was something you do automatically, naysaying and gainsaying what someone has said because, well, that's your role. No, that's not my role. It's not mere contradiction. Have you seen the Monty Python argument sketch? Yes, I, I was just thinking of that a moment ago, when the man who's paid for a five-minute argument gets indignant because he thinks all he's getting is mere contradiction. OK, so if I was just saying, no, you're wrong, or no, it's not, yes, it is, to everything and anything you say, then that would be mere contradiction. But true contradiction is putting the other side of the argument in clear and unambiguous terms so as to oppose 
oppose the statement with fact or a different point of view. That is my role. But how can that be productive if, whatever the person you're talking to says, you proffer an opposing view every time? As I said, understanding the opposing view, the opposite of your strategy or the downsides of your intentions, is useful because it helps you to clarify your thinking. By thinking about the opposing view? Yes. If you believe that the Earth is round, then it's important to know why some people believe it is flat. But the Earth is round. There are very few people who believe that it is flat. But they might get in your way. I know that's a seemingly ridiculous example, but it shows you that you never know what kind of opposition you will encounter. You could believe wholeheartedly that you have a strategy based on fact, on good common sense, and that all right-minded people would understand what you want to do and how you want to do it, and so support you and deliver the outcomes you expect. But... But there could be someone in some kind of position of influence or authority who has a completely strange or upside-down view of what you're doing or about how the way the world works, and they could become the proverbial spanner in the works. But what if the chances of that happening, as in your flat earther example, are minimal? You should always be aware of what could come out of left field, no matter how far away that obstacle, obstruction or objector is, because it can suddenly appear and ruin your plans. Right. But then aren't you in a constant state of fear or anxiety, because you're always expecting something to go wrong or someone to not do what you expect them to do? No, no. That's the point of embracing contradiction and opposing views. You get stronger. It makes you more resilient. You understand the downsides, the potential pitfalls, the often strange objections you might face. And that means you strengthen your strategies and your thinking, which makes you more determined and resilient. That is the power of contradiction. Okay then, what about paradox? Be the CPO now, the Chief Paradox Officer. I often ask the board members I'm with to do an exercise. Exercise? Not anything physical, though God knows many of them need it. No, I ask them to listen to something backwards. Backwards? Literally backwards. I face them away from the table and each other and I play them something backwards. What do you play? The great paradoxical soliloquy, to be or not to be. Really? Yes, really. I'd like you to listen to it. Backwards or forwards? Turn around. But this is an interview. Oh, just turn around, will you? OK, hold on. <clears throat> right, OK. Now, close your eyes and think about whether you think recording an episode about chief contradictory officers and chief paradox officers is a good idea and will appeal to a wide audience. Well, clearly I do think it is. I didn't ask for your opinion. Clearly, at the moment, you do think it's a good idea. Now, think about that while you listen to this. We, we, we can't have this for too long, you know. I mean, Oh, please stop talking. Oh. OK, here's the tape. So now, what are you thinking? Well, <coughs> um, uh, about all the times I've seen Hamlet and how that speech is always different. Exactly. 
the most famous dramatic speech in history and you think you know what it means and you realise every time that you don't know what it means and perhaps even Shakespeare didn't know what it meant. He just liked the idea of putting those words together and letting Hamlet riff because, after all, Hamlet was a tad strange. But I, I don't see the point. No, because you've imbibed the point. You've proved the point. Uh, how so? You didn't restate your belief that making this episode was a good idea. And why is that important? I mean, I actually forgot that that was the point of the exercise. What is the point of the exercise? Oh, I'm lost. If you were in any doubt that making this episode was a bad idea, then that doubt would have stopped your brain trying to make sense of the reverse to be or not to be, and you would have agonised over your doubts. But because you let yourself go with the flow of this strange backward language, which you thought you've been able to decipher because the words are so famous, that meant your resolve was justified. Oh, I, I see. So it weeds out bad ideas from good ideas and confirms that your idea is a good one. No, it doesn't. It shows you that you are convinced that your idea is a good one and that when you try and reverse it in your mind, it stays as good. So it's worth the risk. Ah, right. So contradiction is not about changing your mind. It is when it's necessary to change your mind because you've used the power of contradiction and paradox to reveal that your initial idea is a bad one. Oh, this does sound very complicated. No, it's very simple. Again, I'm lost. You're not lost, you're just being obtuse. So you agree now that making this episode was a good idea, right? No. You don't agree? No. You neither agree nor disagree. It's not a binary question. Well, it is, though, isn't it? I mean, yes or no. You think this is a good subject for a podcast, or you don't. I'm not making the podcast. You are. But you're arguing with me about it. This is not an argument. It's merely contradiction. Uh, uh, I see what you did there. That's clever. No, you don't see what I did there. Well, how so? You're just seeking the confirmation for your decision. But that's the point of what you do, isn't it? You're, you're talking in circles. Contradiction often goes in circles. Now you're being obscure for the sake of it. Not at all. Sometimes you have to chase your tail to realise that you don't need to question what you're doing. Well, that's a gnomic statement. It sounds like one, but it's true. Well, what's true about it? Think, my dear man, think! Uh, OK, uh, I thought that talking to you about your role was a good idea. That people would be intrigued and informed and understand that there are a lot of potential benefits in contradiction, in questioning themselves and their assumptions, and, uh, and... Go on. And now, now that you've made me listen to reverse Shakespeare and annoyed me with contradictory and gnomic statements that, uh, that... Oh, spit it out. I've got an appointment with the famous atheist in 20 minutes. OK. By, by wrestling with contradictions and paradoxes in a vigorous way, you understand that when you get to the point where questioning your decision makes no sense and actually irritates you, that, um, that... That... That it's the right decision. Bingo! You see, it works in the end. Amazing. So I'll be off then. My work is done. No, 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 we've got ten minutes left. Oh, I'm sure your listeners have got better things to do. And if they don't, then that's their problem. No, no, we didn't talk about paradoxes enough. Oh, and that's the paradox. Talking about paradoxes makes no sense because paradoxes make perfect sense when you talk about them enough. And that's not the point of paradoxes. What? It's been a pleasure. Goodbye. Uh, but, but, no, no. Uh... 
Uh, keep up the good work. Oh, well, dear listeners, this is a shorter episode than usual. So here's something in reverse to get you thinking about whether you think the role of a chief contradictory officer is useful or not, and whether this episode was worth the listen. Goodbye. Help me, I'll make past the safe now.